morning, Mama. How you feeling? Great, and I'm ready for you today. I'm checking in on you. Morning meditation? Check. Dressed and ready to work out? Check. Check your blood pressure yet? And check. Boom! Great job, Mom. And about those gold earrings? <laughs> no, ma'am. Now more than ever, it's important that we protect our hearts and the hearts of those we love. Monitor your blood pressure daily and help each other stay motivated. Rally your squad to take the online pledge at releasethepressure.org. Brought to you by the Release the Pressure Coalition and the Ad Council. Welcome into the Sports Insanity Podcast. Batter up! gentlemen and welcome into a new edition of batter up part of the sports insanity podcast on the sports insanity network i am mike griffin joined as always by lawrence patchman lang mark old ops guy halpert and danny boy reginald dan ryan's gentlemen what's going on it's hot hot it is hot. hot dan looks like he's sweltering and he's inside yeah well, well i mean the, the air is Oh, iffy. It's okay. And this is our first official heat wave down here. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a bit of an adjustment, but uh, I'm surviving. I got my tissues here, blotting <laughs> when I can. So, but I, I'm, I'm sure it's worse down south. I mean, you've seen 100 degrees over there and all that stuff. So, please, God bless all y'all that are dealing with the heat. Stay cool. If you got to go to a cooling center, go to a cooling center. Um, anything stay hydrated. Do. Yeah, stay hydrated too because it is dangerous, dangerous heat. Yeah. So, please be careful. And we are bringing the heat this episode for sure. Just uh, like our partner Noah Trombley down in Texas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's dive right into the baseball because last night was the all-star game. And for the ninth straight year, the American League defeats the National League by a score of three to two. Uh, Pitching was the name of the game for the most part. But Yankee outfielder Giancarlo Stanton was named the MVP (laughs) after hitting a two-run homer in the win. Uh, Who was credited with the win? Who was the pitcher of record? It wasn't Otani. Was it Valdez? The, um, the Astros? I know was, Tony Gonsolin got credit for the loss, which right. gives him more all-star team losses than regular season losses for the year. So <laughs> it, it, it's a, it was Valdez. Remember Valdez? Okay. Valdez gets the win. Gonsolin the loss. Here's my big takeaway from the game. Dear Major League Baseball, 
allow the players to wear their own team's uniforms and not the stupid jerseys you had them wear last night. See, I disagree. Oh. I like having generic American League and generic National League jerseys than the stupid uniforms that they usually wear. You know, well, they could, they could they, jazz them up a little bit. Now, I don't like the color scheme that they had. No. They were terrible. I don't know what they were thinking for this uh, All-Star game. Uh, next time, like have something that pops so that people can recognize and stuff. I thought the blacks for the American League were, t- were too too dark and unrecognizable and stupid. I know it's the same color scheme, but it would have been cool if one of the teams wore the L.A. Dodger uniforms and the other side wore the Brooklyn Dodger uniform. See, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. That's something uh, you could have done if if it's all about the Dodgers since you're playing at Dodger Stadium. Um, but overall thoughts of the game. You know, the All-Star game hasn't changed since it first started. It's still great to see players who are in, you know, fans that are there are happy to see it. The game itself was lackluster in my opinion, but I have to say one thing, and then you guys take it. The, the shot of Giancarlo Stanton's bat hitting the ball, you can see the impression the bat is making in the shape change in the ball. My God, what power he has. Yeah. And that was a bomb Stanton hit. That was gone easily. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really didn't. I mean, I, I was busy. I, I had to work, but uh, I did catch some of the highlights. And, you know, I, I guess the, the best thing that I watched was Otani getting picked off at first base. Yeah. Like Clayton Gershaw. That was I great. That, I thought that was hilarious. And they were ha- and everyone's getting a kick out. So that was that was pretty cool. Obviously, the home runs by Buxton and Stanton. Those were nice shots. Um it was cool to see the goldsmith even going deep too, so that was pretty nice. Yeah, but it, other than that, okay, it's it, it's nothing crazy, you know. I mean, I mean, you look at you know since they finally got rid of that silly rule change where you know whoever wins the All Star game that that league gets the home field advantage in the World Series. No sense. When it was I mean, first introduced. Okay. It was cool uh, when it was, it was only cool in the beginning. Introduced. Yeah. But then, you know, when the NL went on a run for a couple of years where they were winning five, five or seven years in a row, and now you got the AL winning nine, nine in a row. It's like, all right, it's, it's better. They got rid of that rule. And you know, the game, to me, the also, game was exciting. Yeah. Sorry, Rifkin. The game was exciting. You know, like Dan said, getting Otani pickup was probably the highlight of the game. Other than that, it was, a, a, to me, a typical baseball game. The only thing I wished was extra innings happened. We had a home run derby. Yeah, that's literally what I was thinking, too. I like, to the NL, also. like Tie it so that we can send your best hitters up there hitting home runs and stuff. That would have been pretty awesome. Uh, that that would have been something. I, I think a part of the, the reason why we, we lose – um, for me, Luster in the game is so many years in a row, it's the same dudes who go. Yeah. And it's just 
okay, this guy's going to go. So you feel good when you see a guy who hasn't made it pitching or playing for the first time. Like Andres Jimenez going behind the back to set up a double play. That was sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's Matt. Matt legend. Uh, um, You know, so you see the – and also – Everyone needs to get mic'd up during these games. John Smoltz and Joe Davis talking to Alex Manoa as he's pitching <laughs> it is hilarious. And Alex Manoa, I didn't realize how tall he was. He is a beast. Yeah. Also, it, he, you know, it was – sorry, Murphy, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll go when you're done. My no, you can go ahead. I was about to say, it was even cool hearing, you know, it, well, it, what was it? was um, Nestor and Trevina mic'd up, too, mm-hmm. talking to yeah. each other about, like, what pitches do you want? And then he'll say slider down and in. It's just cool to hear them talk about what pitches are coming. Yeah, so, so that was a fun wrinkle into the game. Uh, next year's All-Star game, I believe, is in Seattle, they said. Yes. Ooh. But the All-Star game is not the only thing that happened. We had the home run derby. On Monday night, one by Juan Soto, but it was a show put on by Julio Rodriguez of the Seattle Mariners. Yeah, and I think at the end he Josh Hamilton himself. He was just hitting bombs, and he just got so tired at the end. Well, I, I think I think the the curse is having him go first. You know. <laughs> For someone like Julio Rodriguez, he should be going like last. But I get it; it's based on you know what what the matchups were playing at the time, so right. there's nothing you can do about it. Um, but he still had a spectacular home run derby performance. Yes, and, and he'll be back in Seattle. Oh actually. yeah, totally. And he'll do it. And it'll be much sweeter because it'll be uh, in front of his home fans. So. Exactly. Uh, that's going to be great. And, of course, if the Mariners are good, like, you know, that town's going to be popping during All-Star break. Just saying. Oh, yeah. I'll pose this question. Do you guys love the new format or do you miss the old format? Meaning uh, the overtime rule? The the derby? The general home run derby where, you know, they have three minutes, hit as many home runs as they want, or do you still prefer, you know, 10 outs? When they first introduced the timing, I wasn't okay with it. But then, but the more I started watching it, the more they started doing these tournament type style play, then I started to get really get into it. It took me a while, but it, it's it, it's grown on me. So I do like the format. Uh, again, uh, you know, to me, the the stars. It, it's tough when you have so many stars competing in a home run derby. Uh, power hitters and everything because you don't know which one should go first, which one should go last because they're all damn good. So it's it's tough, but no, I, I think it works great. Uh, I guess the only critique is more power hitters and more stars. But again, that that's only that's only such a general statement. Like I I don't know what else to say really. Other critique, bring. Chris Berman for the home run derby. That is yes. much needed. Yeah. I mean, does he even want to do it though? Well, he's there. No he's already there. So, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not like he's just traveling for that. Well, well here's, the, here's the thing. And Carl Ravage, you know, I've, I've always enjoyed his baseball commentary over the years. He was brutal with the home run calls. 
he would often miss calls. He would say balls were gone, but they weren't. Like it, it was a disaster with him. Yeah, and um, I, I didn't like that too from a camera perspective. Like, let's follow the ball before we get to the next pitch. Yeah. Let's see if it's actually going out. But the thing is that, you know, it, if the ball, once the ball doesn't even land, like they're already on to the next thing. Right. It, it, so for it was, us, it's hard to see, oh, how far that one go? Did it get out? So, yeah. so that from that perspective, it was a difficult broadcast. When it has and, to do with the know, timing and the out and the ten outs, I enjoyed the ten outs better. The only problem was it it took longer because the pit, the players could take as many pitches as they wanted. So I think that's why if they right. didn't like the pitch, they didn't have to swing. I think that's why they went to the time limit, and that's where it kind of well, even out. A pit, the pitch clock's getting implemented next year. Just implemented for the derby too. <laughs> What is they said? What is it? Thirty seconds between each pitch is what they're gonna expect. Thirty seconds, right? Could you imagine thirty seconds between each pitch in a home run derby? <laughs> It'll be four in the morning, and we'll be on the third guy. <laughs> no, That's what was, I'm talking about. <laughs> I got one fun critique. You know, we saw it in the home run derby. Everyone fighting over baseballs. You need to play the seagull mine from Finding Nemo every time a ball lands. Just, okay. just to hear, just, just to hear, mine, mine, mine. Yeah. Uh, all right. All I can say so was, there... I, I want to know, was wrestling involved with the fans? Was AEW a part of it? Because my God, watching people tackle other people in the stands to get a ball—that was something last night, uh, the other night. It, it was. It was pretty dope. Uh, so I was just curious. You guys are the wrestling guys. Was there some special promotion? Get the best hit on camera. Get get to do I mean, the AEW. I mean, I mean, I'm I guess... sure the Chargers or the Rams said we'll sign whoever makes the best tackler <laughs> during I mean, I the guess, Derby. I guess best RKO or stunner from out of nowhere goes to credit, I guess, and you get an AEW contract. Since <laughs> AEW likes to give out contracts to everybody for no reason. Um, <laughs> oh, and watching the kids this year, watching them shag balls, there was definitely half as many so there wasn't as many collisions with kids on the field, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I still I, think the moment of the derby was Albert Pools. Yes. And everyone coming up to Albert, showing their respect as he will retire at the end of the season. So that that was a really cool moment. For yeah, me. and he, he didn't make it out of the second round, but you know the fact that he beat he won a round. <laughs> Like, you want around, you know, for, for someone that's as old as he is, you know, he probably doesn't have the power that he used to. Like, but yeah, that, that was still a pretty cool derby performance by him. I was stoked. I mean, we were we were live for that moment, so um, I, I was I was pretty happy for him. We thought the unthinkable was gonna happen. Well, when he when he won the first round, I'm like, who could this happen? Could he <laughs> do it? And then his first swing in the next round, I'm like, yeah, no, he ain't doing it. <laughs> yeah, he, he he warms. Yeah, now people that, on there's it, there's talk on Twitter that Kyle they're saying Kyle Schwarber actually hit 20 and shouldn't have been tied. But if you look at the tape, I think when Carl Ravitz announced home run number 17, it actually didn't go out. Oh, okay. So 
that's why they counted 19. But um, in that case, like, doesn't matter. People on Twitter don't ruin a good moment. Yeah, no, it, it was exactly. a better. It was it was better that Albert Pujols won. It was better for the yeah. ratings. It was better for the yes, fans. absolutely. So we're happy about that. But the Derby was won by Juan Soto of the Nationals, which will tie in to this next bit of news we have, because over the weekend it was reported that Juan Soto turned down a fifteen-year. $440 million contract with the Washington Nationals. Before we get into this, the Nationals then made Soto fly commercial to the All-Star game. I read that this he morning. He did not fly on the team jet. No, he had to, he had to take an, uh, a, a regular old flight out. Speaking of which, the A's pitcher Paul Blackburn also was going to fly commercial. But I guess the A's were playing the Astros. He wound up flying on the Astros jet over the <laughs> All-Star. So. It's always, it's always nice when you cool can moment. accompany another player from another team back to your home city. Uh, I mean, Blackburn should be like, you guys know how to win. Stop. Blackburn um, probably walked in t- when he looked at all the fans said, what is this? Hmm. All right, but Soto turns down 15 years and 400 40 million dollars. Dan, you're down in DC. What's the the what's been the vibe since this news came out? Well, I mean, I think well, for first of all, everyone loves Soto. So um it it hurts actually. It really does for them because you know the, again, this is a young kid. Who early on in his career has already won a World Series for the city. And, you know, again, is a very big time player uh, that could hit your, you know, 30 plus home runs if he, if he wanted to. And he has enough power and he has the leadership too. Like he's one of the best players on the Nationals squad right now. So it's been tough. But I think they know that the Nationals got to do what they got to do. And that's the trade him. And that's, that's yeah, always the tough part. You know, people come and go in D.C. And, you know, the Nationals fans don't want to see that. They're a very passionate fan base. I go to games all the time over there. And they draw a nice crowd. There's never – they're always having fun at Nationals games. So it's tough for to see it happen. But they know what they got to do. Uh, a couple of quick things about DeSoto uh, declining his, his offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two biggest things that draw the eye is the fact that he, that even though it's a 15 year, $440 million, it's not the amount of money per year is not up to max Scherzer levels, which is what right. he wanted. Right. And also, and I think patch, we talked about this earlier in the season about how the learner family is trying to sell a team. Yes. Either partially sell it or, you know, sell it completely. And this uncertainty of who's going to be the owner of the franchise also has a, is factored into it. Um, so uh, it's not necessarily the money. It's also the franchise in, in itself. I think right. Dan called out the biggest thing is the fact that the money is not the issue. It's the amount per year. And I think Dan hit it right on the head. 
is what he was doing. Uh, offering him 10, anything close to 10 years, yes, he's 23 years old and I understand it. I wouldn't break eight years for him because we all know what can happen next year, like with Ronald Acuna. It, it's not hard for somebody to get injured. So it's like, I understand there's no salary cap in baseball, but do you want to lock him up for a 15-year possibility? I mean, is he going to be around 15 years? The real make or break. Well, I think that's where the DH implements important because you could, if he can't play the field, you at least have him to be the DH. Uh, Patch from a Nats fan perspective. How does this make you feel? Uh, you know, you're you're conflicted here. Like you want him to take. I I, I wouldn't take a 15 year contract deal either. I would settle for. I would start with maybe five, and then you know see what happens in those five years. And then you know in five years, you know he's 28, 29. Then you can rethink maybe a, an end of the year career contract. Hypothetically, we'll go. I have this for Patch and Dan. Would a offer of five years, $200 million, done it for Soto? Five years, 200 million. Puts him at 40 per year. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe you're going to have to talk. He has to be, he has to be honest with what he wants. Right now, he's, you know, he's upset that this is coming out. Like, he's not very happy. Scott Boris isn't very happy either. So uh, he has to come clean and announce what he wants in, in a deal. Like, does he want to stick with the Nationals? I don't think he wants to leave. I think he wants to win, win a ring or two before he's done. Yeah. So, but again, it's a business and he understands that. So again it's a very it's a very very tough baseball is very tough i think the other part and, and I, just to go off mark's question i don't know if he would have signed it because we could say the av matters to him and it does to a point but also he's the only guy on that team like the, the worst thing to happen to the washington nationals was winning the world series because well, think about it, after the world series what happened they paid Steven Strasburg. Steven Strasburg and I throw about the same have thrown about the same amount of pitches since, since that World Series. They traded Max Scherzer. They traded Trey Turner. Ryan mm-hmm. Zimmerman retired. You know what's there? Victor Robles has not panned out the way they thought. He hasn't hit a lick. So around him, for them there's is Josh nothing. Bell. Yeah, Josh Bell's been terrific for that squad. Mm-hmm. Yes. But he's going to get dealt at the deadline. <laughs> Maybe. It's, it's going to be close. You, you have to figure the only person not leaving the Nationals would be Juan Soto in a trade. Why would any major league team, including the two representatives right here, Mets and Yankees, deal away their entire farm system for a guy who's going to be a free agent at the end of the season and where you got the well, Soto's not up at the end of the year. I thought so he was. Th- no, no, next he's year. He's still got arbitration okay. eligible. No, he's not. Okay. So it's next year. Okay. But, but he's then, essentially got two years of arbitration left. 
Yeah. So and- what what a team will do when they trade for him is they'll sign him to that long term deal, which will buy out his last two arbitration years. That or he declines the arbitration and then breaks the contract. He could decline to go to arbitration and then force the Nationals to release him. Well, in an arbitration uh, scenario, in arbitration scenario, for the most part, um, if he were to stay with the Nationals, which is very, which still is very likely, you know. Well, it's not right. It's not out of the because you know these teams are not going to give up so many things. So many players and so many prospects and all that stuff for um, Soto. Not at least not right now. Um, they'd rather do it during free agency. But um, I mean, it, oh, God, it's a very very tough scenario. Honestly, like if I'm the it, Yankees, it, I wouldn't I wouldn't even touch Soto. Well, if you, you touch oh, Soto, no more judge. Well. And that we talked about the other night. Well, again, I would rather Aaron Judge because he's an established player and he knows the Yankee franchise and he wants to stay. So I would much rather take someone that we already know what we're getting out of him than Soto, which we don't know what we're going to get out of him, even though we know he's a good player. It could be like the first couple of years of the Michael Stanton trade. Yeah. I mean, to put it harshly, sorry. But, 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 I mean, look, I mean, G has been very productive for the Yankees. Every single season. Injuries, yes, but Mm -hmm. he's been very productive, so. And that's what I was going to say. He's just injured a lot. Yeah, so if, if, God forbid, if that's ever the case for Soto, like. Right, nobody ever wishes here on the network anybody to be injured. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you bring up an interesting question there, Dan, though, because there's a lot of debates on Twitter, social media. Would you rather have Aaron Judge sign eight years and right around 300 mil? Or are you going to go 10 and upwards of probably near trout money for, for Soto? Plus, you have to give up the equivalent of prospects and major league ready players already because Yankees and Mets have a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to have to give up one of the young minor league shortstops for sure. Maybe a a pitching prospect. I'm not sure. Glaber Torres, I would assume has to be a part of this deal as well. He's still young enough to where you can mold him if you're Washington. And then what else? You know, I think that's your starting point. Well, it's a starting then, point. But both teams. Right, and then it's – then what's the financial settlement on, on him? Where you already took all on all of Stanton's money when you took on his contract. Garrett Cole got 345 mm-hmm. You know, so, so now all of a sudden you're going to have three guys make a lev- – you know, if Soto makes 500 or whatever he's going to want, boy, we're, we're talking a lot of money. Yeah. Can you imagine ticket prices at Yankee Stadium if Soto signs? I mean, no no offense to what the prices are for any major the price of parking? Now. It's already 50 bucks. <laughs> that, that, that's why we, we now have the easy MTA to get to Yankee Stadium, yes. and we can go – Jump on the, tearing down to the city, jump on the subway and head out to Willis Park. 
you know, either way we can get there via mass transit. MTA is a godsend for yeah. putting the Yankee stop in there. Oh, that was smart. Or everyone goes by horseback. Sorry. I mean, that's the other one. <laughs> what a the, the most randomest animal you could have picked. I mean, if you would have said by goat, that would have been funny. I mean, uh, you want to go by camel? Sure. <laughs> if we're going by goat, we're the LIV would show up goat. in that manner. That's how the LIV would come to the game in their camels. Yes. Listen, listen. If we're going by goat, we're in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. So, so that's. Soto requested out. Before I mean, you go, Mike, there's a, I have any team in baseball. Mike. Go ahead, Mark. Sorry, one question and I'm done. Dan, Pat, okay. Mike, you ready? Juan Soto for Shohei Otani, straight up. Nope, they never. Uh, no, never, no, no. Would no. never. Okay. No. Wow. Okay, wait, wait. I'm uh, going to rephrase your question. Okay. Because I'm going to direct this directly to you. Would you rather have Juan Soto or Shohei Otani? Give me Shohei. The two-way uh, – look, he's the first guy who can do both with the pitching and the bat. I would want Shohei Otani over Juan Soto. Now, if you're talking about age and all that, you know, Shohei's a little more up there than Juan. So you, you, you have to figure it out. But both of them are looking at contracts – that are good could possibly eclipse trout possibly or, all right so, so the, everyone predicts so go ahead, Dan. like 500 million for him right or close to it i mean he already was offered 440 I mean, and said no and he, exactly and he said no how many of us would have accepted no that 440 million but he did yeah. I, I, are you kidding me? You'd trug my 40-year-old butt out there in a wheelchair if you had to. Yeah. All right. Is Soto more likely dealt deadline or off-season, guys? Deadline. He's dealt. Off-season. I just don't know. I mean, uh, that it's going to be a big asking price. I just don't think it's going to happen at the deadline. I don't. There's, there's only a couple of weeks left, so you have to be smart if your team's out there, but I just don't see it. I think the Nationals the, are stuck with them. Yeah, if you're the Yankees, you're automatically got to figure Oswald Peraza and Jason Dominguez no. have to be part of the deal. Absolutely and for the Mets, no. I, I, I know, I agree with you, Dan. And for the Mets, it would have to be Alvarez, Vientos, and Beatty. No, thank you. That is the Yankees' core and the Mets' core for the next five to 10 years. They're not going to trade it all for one guy anymore. And, and I'm okay. going to say this one time and one time only. If I hear the words Los Angeles Dodgers, oh, I want Rob Manfred to not allow that to happen. Just like that's that fool David Stern did with Chris Paul and the Lakers. Cannot the, happen. The crime. Crime. Yes. The crime of the National League. Oh. I know really. And then after that, the Dodgers would pay him too. Remember a few right. years ago, the Dodgers be a legitimate all they're already a legitimate all-star team. 
And if you remember a few years ago, the Dodgers ownership was so much in question that MLB had to step in and look what they did. Yeah, they let Magic Johnson run the show. All right, so, so Juan Soto requested a trade. We'll wait. We'll be on Juan Solo watch for a while. But with the All-Star game coming and going, it means the first half of the Major League Baseball season is over. That being said, gentlemen, let's go over some first-half awards. Let's let's start with the American League. Dan, who currently is the American League MVP? I don't know why I start with Dan. I should have known this answer. <laughs> Come on. Come <laughs> on. Give me judge. Come on. Done messed up, A.A. Ron. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a no-brainer for what he's done for the Yankees. And just that fact alone, understand, he has over 30 home runs before the break. And just tied the Yankee and, record. And it's they're cruising, cruising to almost 70 wins. That's that's incredible stuff. You can't you can't say he's not. You don't have to come to me, Dan's right. I guess I'll have to go three for three with this one. Against my better judgment. Yeah. I I'll say this if he didn't get hurt, there would be a really good case for your Don Alvarez. You know, but that could have been the debate. That could have been the debate. That would have been yes. my guy. I, I was my second judge, but if Alvarez didn't get hurt, that would have been the guy. Because Bregman and Guriel had, had down years, and he's kind of kept the Astros. I don't want to say afloat because they're running away with the West, away with the West anyway. All right, American League Cy Young. I could debate Shane McClanahan. I'll accept it, but the answer is Justin Verlander, and it's the only answer. 12 and 3, 189 ERA, two years off of Tommy John. Give me Justin Verlander. Uh, going McClanahan because I feel like Verlander has a great Astros team behind him, whereas McClanahan doesn't have a great Tampa Bay Rays team behind him. So I feel like he's getting hosed more than Verlander. Not that I always agree with Dan, but Dan, again, is 100% right here. I can't agree more. I'm in agreement with uh, Mr. Riff again, JV. He's been tearing it up right now. All right. That's the AL MVP, Cy Young. Uh, Dan, National League MVP. NL MVP. Let's see. I'm going to say for the NL MVP, it's, I think it's a toss-up. For me, it's either Freeman or Alonzo. And Ooh. I am with Dan on one of those. Alonzo, obviously. I'm with, Gold, <laughs> I'm with, I'm with Goldie on the other one. Goldschmidt is uh, one. Yeah, I'm going to go Freeman, but uh, whatever. Yeah. You know, you have... To, uh... I give credit to Freddie Freeman for, you know, a MVP 
discussion. You know, unfortunately, he hit a little rough patch after the news came out with what his former agent did to him and dealt him dirty, basically. So I'm going to give it to Freeman. The only problem... By the way, that agent... Go ahead, Mark. Oh, I was just about to probably say what you were just going to say, Mike. The only problem... The agent is now suing Doug Gottlieb. You got it. For libel. The agent is claiming libel, right. And if libel gets turned down, watch it go back into the courts for defamation. And it will be... Uh, It will win on one of the two counts. If it's not proven. Yeah. Yeah, I, I... I got Goldschmidt here for the NL MVP. It's he leads the league in average. He leads the Cardinals in most offensive categories, and it's kind of that the V and MVP valuable. Where would the Cardinals be without Paul Goldschmidt? Exactly where so. the Arizona Diamondbacks are. There, I. I, I mean, well, at sure, first base, at least, I mean, at first base, at least, <laughs> I mean, I can't say the whole Cardinals team would tank, but Goldschmidt is a real reason why the Cardinals are where they are. Uh, Mark, who, who NL Cy Young? Hey, NL Cy Young, I'm looking at Sandy Alcantara. Out of Florida. I mean, this kid, the dude who should have started the All Star game. Yes, I I understand. We've talked about this. We'll make it fast. I understand the reasoning why Kershaw started. It should have been Alcantara's start. Alcantara has been the most dominant, the most exciting young pitcher to watch this year. That's my mm. opinion, and he's got the numbers to back it up. Any pitches for the Marlins? That too. That that within itself should win him the award. All right. Uh, anyone differ on that? No, no, I don't. No. Okay. Alcantara is terrific. Oh, he's, he's been had so, so good. Stellar season. He's been killing it for my fantasy teams too. So he in the next seven years, who gets him? The Mets or the Yankees? Well, the Marlins are good enough. I don't know what his years control are. I don't know how long he's under control. What's the Marlins payroll? Like, what does anyone know? I don't think it's over fifty million. To be honest, I think it's uh, below that. Close to it. Lower close. I can look this. Because I'm I'm thinking about every player. I'm I'm guessing every player on that on that roster, and a lot of them are not above what you would call the rookie minimum. Let's put it that way. So I can't. So let me see up Contra first, and then I'll look up the. I just can't see it being above fifty. I know it's way above. He's going to be if he stays at it. He's young. If he stays at it, he's going to be very. So he he signed a five-year, fifty-six million dollar contract. When? So he's not up until twenty twenty-eight. Okay, so he had plenty of time to make himself even better than he is now. Mm-hmm. And the Marlins need to take advantage of the team that they have while he's still there. Agreed. And you better hope he stays very consistent because I'm telling you, that's going to be some something special out of that Marlins team. I could feel And the Marlins payroll is 
According to Spoke Track, I'm guessing 47 million. I have 50. I think 83. Yeah, okay. I, I, I figured it was higher than that. Okay. It's it's not it's not high team ball yeah. out, but it's not six feet under either. Yeah, it's at playing level. Yeah, and so. we've seen what the Marlins have done with teams that have been lowly, so to speak, and won the World Series twice with them. Yeah. So I don't count that Marlins just, team out. I mean, just imagine how good they'd be if they had kept that JT Real Muto guy. Or that Giancarlo Stanton guy. Well, they weren't keeping Stanton. <laughs> or that they Christian couldn't afford Kellich thirty million guy. a player at that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even if you kept two of them, who who, who knows? But uh, those are the awards we'll go through. Uh, other news: Mike Trout has said he will play for Team USA at the World Baseball Classic next year. He will be the captain of. Team USA. USA. Oh. All the way. For, 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 for those of USA. you that are wondering why they're dying of laughter, because I've been dancing every <laughs> single this pretty much the entire time. Um, when players' names comes up and everything. Trout on Team USA. Yes, yes, yes. USA. Come on. I mean, you look at the World Baseball Classic, and now you, you see Trout there. But have you looked at the possible Dominican team? Oh, my God. God. <laughs> I, the payroll is more than the Yankees' yeah. payroll. My, my, my mom's family is Puerto Rican. I am rooting for those Puerto Ricans to shut out the Dominicans. That's good. Even the and Puerto they, Rican team's going to be amazing. I mean, Carlos Correa alone. Like, you know. <laughs> and then you got uh, the, the biggest concern for me, and I know we'll say this as we get closer, is all the major league talent that's going to this, how many of them actually going to come out injury-free? That's the biggest well, concern, but you well, want to know what? Well, it is what it is. They're not going to care. They want They want this. They but want I'm sure this. it's in their contract that they can go and do this. Yeah. Now, here's the problem I do have with the World Baseball Club before we continue on the conversation, is when these Americans who have people of Venezuelan descent or Dominican descent that they can choose to play for that country instead of the United States. And it's just like, no, no, that no, no Your nationality is where you should play. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree, but there, that's not how the, the baseball baseball class is very lenient right. about all that stuff. And I just think it's wrong. Um, but uh, I digress. You know, I'm glad that they get they get to represent their heritage and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, who else are we expecting to be on Team USA? Um, well, I would think. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think. Would Judge want to crack at it? Why not? Yeah, I could. I I could see him doing it. Yeah. I, mean, I don't make. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I think he should. I don't think Stan should. Stan was on the last two. Was he? Um, oh, I didn't even realize he played in the last two. To be yeah, honest. yeah. He actually had a big home run in that game against the Dominican Republic in that uh, elimination game at okay. Pepco Park. I don't um, remember it, but okay. It, it was late. 
it was late. <laughs> it was in the middle of the night. But, um, it was late. <laughs> it was nine fifteen at night, you know. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, no, it, I think that they should think about having Aaron Judge there because he's a big name player in the United States, and that would draw a lot of attention. You bring Judge, I could tell you the Mets contingency. Lindor's already going for uh, the Dominican team. Is he Dominican? I'm sorry, Puerto Rican team. My bad. Thank you, Dan. Um, the question is, if Judge were to join, would Pete be interested? I think if you had Trout, you get Judge on there. I think Alonzo would definitely join. You, you have to be careful. You don't want to bombard with, like, power well, super teams here. Well, right. You also but have to have utility players. And, I mean, I mean, that's what this is going to be. <laughs> I mean, I could see like a name like Jazz Chisholm from Miami possibly playing second base next year. Well, you also don't want too many alpha males there. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> that, well, that too. I mean, I mean this, is, this for the American team, the Dominican team and the Puerto Rican team, you're given a 52-card deck and you're asked to remove one player. Who's that player? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to uh, be the my, hardest my job in baseball. Mike Trout's finally going to be playing some meaningful baseball because he knows it ain't happening in Anaheim. And he's on the DL again with a rip cartilage uh, tear. So Uh, that's at least another two weeks away. Man, can I make 50 uh, million? The angel season's over anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, That's just for individual achievement at that point. Yeah. All right. So so we got the World Baseball Classic coming. Is it this next off year. season? No, yeah, next year. In, in next year. Um, March twenty-three, March. Yes, in March of next year. So pumped! Let's repeat, US. Let's go. Oh wow, we're gonna have that and March Madness at the same time. Mm, it depends on oh. when. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be close. <laughs> I in my I think World Baseball Classic is before. Okay. I think okay. it's before because it's around spring training time is when they start preparing and stuff. Interesting. It's going to be fun once the rosters are fully announced. It will. So back on the grind starting Thursday, baseball, uh, the regular season will pick up. I'm more interested in the Blue Jays and the Red Sox because it's more battling for positioning that is. <sighs> and that will be at Fenway, not in Toronto, so all the unvaccinated can actually play. Yes, the the Red Sox. Unless you're the Royals, and then don't even worry about it. The Andrew Benatendi storyline is still the funniest. (laughs) It has. If you haven't seen this, this is a meme of from Moneyball, and it's the scene where they're talking about Jason Veritek, but they put Andrew Benatendi in this, say with his average and everything. He will come to us cheap because he's on the end of his contract. The flaw, he can't play in Canada. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but Andrew Benatendi is one of the hottest possible trades coming up. He could go to a contender. So Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's, it's going to be tough with the American League East. Could he go back to Boston? If they're willing to accept the fact that he's unvaccinated, 
I, I mean, they already have players who aren't vaccinated. Yeah, but yeah. you know, but in big series, you know, they're they're still trying to make the playoffs. Oh, I, I'm with you. I'm in agreement, I, and I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying, would it be a destination point for him to return since he knows it so well? That's uh, I, I guess. I mean, he he was great in Boston, so yes. you know, it wouldn't it, it wouldn't kill the Red Sox, okay. at least not right away. Um, but yeah, I think it's a a big series. Obviously, wild card positioning and team pride. Like you know, these teams. Uh, not necessarily on hot streaks, so um, and neither one of these teams are slouches by any sense of the name, it's just the Yankees are that good, (laughs) seriously. Yeah, Yeah. so we'll we'll watch those this weekend. Um, Dan, did you watch the first episode of The Captain? Not quite, Uh, I'm still trying to get to it, to be honest, but I heard. I heard such great things. Yeah, I haven't watched right. it yet either. I've heard a lot of good things. Uh, it, it was very good. I, I enjoyed it. Watch. I can't wait to watch it. I have ESPN Plus ready to go. Right. To the first, yeah, the first episode is not... talking about where he comes up, right? How he comes up. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it talks about it talks about you know how he was raised, and then yeah. his journey through the minors, where he thought about giving up, and I'll leave it at that. Okay. And, that's, and that's every baseball player. Well, right. It, it took him all the way from his childhood through the 95 loss to the Mariners. It is a really good, good. documentary. A lot of last dance feels for it, but well, that's what I'm excited yeah. for. Exactly. Because I loved that series. That was a great the last yes. dance. You kidding me? Yeah, that was awesome. Listen, I don't care what team you root for. You have to you respect Derek Jeter. Yes, I'm sorry. Look, yeah, yeah I, look, Derek Jeter at that time when he played it was my favorite Yankee. Let's put it that way. When he played the Mets, I booed at him. <laughs> that was it. Otherwise, I love to watch Jeter play. The guy made the game exciting. Everyone go find it on ESPN. It's a great documentary. ESPN, not a sponsor. So, ESPN, not a sponsor yet. Dun, okay, dun, I have dun. I have a Halpern trivia that is verified for Dan's sake. Oh okay. yeah, it's been verified. Did, did you so, by the way? Did does Mike know that I conceded points? No, I don't think we ever told Mike. Yeah, so oh, go ahead, Dad. Go ahead. I so now there's been secrets held out against me. I smoke pollution <laughs> because because as, Mark because Patchman during our live broadcast corrected Mark on the. Home run derby distances, and your answer, though not not correct, was close, and I think not not by much, uh, but it was close enough. So since my answer wasn't, I I didn't even guess an answer. Like I guess mm. the, the distance correct. Uh, I figured. That since you had, since you were close enough, that I gave you the ten points. Yes, that's what and I'm are, talking about. Honesty is the best policy. And in return, Mark gave me five points. Yes, because that was the, the most in the start of Halpern trivia. It is the biggest gesture ever given, so it deserved a reward. Yeah. 
Now, so, Alpern trivia for tonight is only one question. Okay. This year, the Contreras brothers, both member, you have to be the first to raise your hand. This year, the Contreras brothers were the first brother pair to play in the All-Star game since this pair in 1992. Pair of brothers in the same All-Star game. Yes. First person to raise their hand gets the mic. The Ripkins? Incorrect. Hmm. Set of brothers. Oh, geez. I'm not very good with the 90s. So, Hatchman. I have, I'm thinking right now. Oh, okay. I thought you were. I got to think, um, brothers. First person who raises their hand will get to go first. That's how it'll be. And we're going to give you guys 20 seconds. Is it brothers play for the same team or just brothers? In, they were in the they were in the All Star team. They were in the All Star team. Ninety two. That was before my time. I know. Wow. I was. I was. I, I, I wasn't there, Brett but I saw it. Boomba, I guess Aaron. Good guess though, Ripken, but just wrong. No, they didn't. Five, four, three. I get none. Two, one. You each get one guess. Dan, you go first. I don't know. Okay, Dan goes with <laughs> I don't know. Patchy, can you pull it off? Uh, uh, I Oh, okay. One. Zero. Your guess? The I last? Guess. Okay, Patch doesn't get it. So no points awarded tonight. The last pair of brothers to do it in 1992 were the Alomar. Oh, my brothers. God. I forgot about the Alomar. Wait, wait, Roberto wait. And, and Roberto Alomar, who, when he came to the Mets, I was so excited, but did not do so well. No, that didn't. No, it really didn't. I was so excited when we got him, too. But the Alomar brothers in 1992 are the last brothers pair to play in the same All-Star game. And just to round it out, yeah, the Almars in that in the nineties, Joe and Dom DiMaggio in nineteen forty nine, wow. Dixie Walker and Harry Walker in nineteen forty seven, and Morton Walker Cooper in nineteen forty two and forty three. Mark remembers those games. Yes, I actually camped those uh, home plates. I got practice for when I worked for the Hunter Valley Renegades back then. I actually created the first oh, pitching rubber. Uh, right here. Everyone, hope you enjoyed this episode of Batter Up, part of the Sports Insanity podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. Get back into the grind of baseball because it is back. But for Mark Goldop, Sky Halpert, Danny Boy, Reginald, Dan Rines, Lawrence Patchman Lang, I am Mike Griffin. Thank you for listening. You can check this podcast and all other podcasts out at anchor.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com for vlogs, blogs, planes, trains, and automobiles. And until next time, namaste. And say goodnight to your mama. Your mama loves you. What's going on, everyone? Lawrence Patchman Lang here president of the Sports Insanity Network, just reminding you to go to our website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork, where you can read everyone's blogs here, 
on the network and also find about the history of the Sports Insanity Network.